There's lots to do this summer in Colorado. From celebrating Denver's unique mountain parks to a very cool sand sculpture event in Arvada to a Colorado State Championship bike race in Littleton and much more. We'll take a look on this edition of Connected Colorado. Brockman, we're celebrating the 101st anniversary of Denver Mountain Parks this year. We're at Genesee Park, the largest of 22 accessible parks in the system. We'll learn more about these parks as we go, but first, each year Arvada will hold a fun and unique sculpture event, Sand in the City. Last year was the first ever. We'll take a look. Mix 1,100 tons of sand with nine teams of enthusiastic sand sculptors, and you have the inaugural Sand in the City Festival. You know, how often do we get to play in the sand? We're in the Colorado mountains. The June event kicked off with a pledge by team members. Please raise your right hand. Repeat after me. I promise to have fun. I promise to have fun. Help others have fun. Help others have fun. And to unlitter. And you Turn somebody next to you and give them a high five. A quick countdown. Four, three, two, one. Start your shovels. And it was time to dig in. Staged on the lawn of the Arvada Center, the two-day event was organized by the Arvada Chamber of Commerce. You know, so it's a great festival for Arvada residents, but it also brings people from around the region into Arvada. We are raising funds for the chamber so that in turn we can support the business community and, and ensure the success of our businesses. Teams paid a $2,000 entry fee. Local architects helped each team design their sculpture. Oh, and about all that sand? Integrated Snow Removal is our Sandman. They are sand masters and we love them. Integrated Snow Removal at no cost to us brought in all of the sand and will haul it back out for us. And experts from the Sand in the City organization coached teams on the secrets to packing, shaping, carving, and sculpting during a four-hour practice days before the event. And just scar it so that when your next one comes on, you don't have these actual layers. They show up with their tools and their forms and models or drawings and we show them individual techniques for each individual sculpture. There's a whole bunch of science about how to build the sand, how to pack it up, how to do all of that. Teams had only about six hours to complete their sand sculpture before the event opened to the public. And with the clock ticking, they were running into challenges. Okay, let's try this. The whole thing's just coming up. Well, as the saying goes, the third time's a charm. Woo! Yeah. Thank you, sir. This is harder than I thought. When I signed up for this, I thought, oh, it's sand sculpture. How bad could it be? And it's actually a lot of work. Our company is a science-based company, and so we decided on the minions. So we've got minions and flasks and beakers. It's kind of a science-based thing. 
A city-related team made up of council members and local business City Pizza and Pasta was organized by the Arvada Economic Development Association. Its six-foot sculpture of Lloyd King, who founded King Supers in Arvada, paid tribute to Arvada's business and agricultural roots. We have about 15 members on our team. We're all out here trying to get this sculpture built up. The sand has to be uh, perfect, almost has to be cement, like, so we can sculpt it. We had too much water in one spot and it was kind of soupy, so we had to dig it back up and kind of rotate it. You know, it's, it's a lot of physical labor and stuff like that, and I've got some nice blisters and stuff, but it's a fun time, you know. It's, it's good being out here in the community and, and getting our name out. Judges like Mayor Mark Williams join the fun. Is this the official logo of uh, Blues and Barbecue? Kinda, you know, we, it's, yes. <laughs> now when is Blues and Barbecue? Yeah. Blues and Barbecue is July 14th, Sunday, July 14th, so it's just about a month out, man. Another great event in Arvada. We yeah. appreciate you Arvada doing this. It's thrilled to have you here. Yeah. Well, this is in, in tribute to two ponds. And we've got our tree with all the roots coming out. There's a yes. snake hiding over Whoa. there. See the bird in the nest. And you got to come check out the owl. And we're using the opportunity to help raise awareness about the fundraiser for Two Ponds for the capital campaign to build a schoolhouse. So we're doing a, a nature-themed design. Along with admiring the finished sculptures, kids of all ages got to play in the sand, too, and enjoy food and games. It's a sense of community. You know, I think Arvada is such a wonderful place, and to bring attention to Arvada is great. So I just thought it was a fun event, and I, um, I manage the company, so I wanted my employees to come out and have a good day. That's what we're doing. I'm coming back next year, man. Next year, next year. Sand in the City takes place each year in late June. Visit ArvadaChamber.org for more details. Joining me now is Dick Gannon with Denver Mountain Parks. Thanks for having us up here. Sure. Quite a view you have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people probably don't realize that Denver has mountain parks, right? Correct. Um, it's often very frustrating for me because I'll, I talk to people about the bison and everybody uh, on Highway 70 going up to the ski resorts and everybody goes, you own the bison? And I said, yes, Denver owns those bison. I know, we can see them behind us. Tell us about them. We have about 25 herd ahead here. We have two herds. We have one at Genesee and one at Daniels Park in Douglas County. They're one of our pride and joys. We think it's uh, pretty spectacular. And you have some babies. We have 12 babies here and five at Daniels. And so this time of year, it's pretty exciting uh, to come out here and watch the babies and do some bison watching. That's great. Tell me about the Denver Mountain Park system. What do you have up here? You can hike, you can watch the bison, you can have picnics, we have a golf course, we have a wedding venue, we have a campground, we have a ropes course. Just about anything you want to do, um, you can do it somewhere in our system. This is our oldest park here, 1912. Um, it's also our largest park, uh, over 2,400 acres. And so Genesee is actually one of our flagship parks, and we, we'd like people to know more about Genesee Park because it's so close to the city. And we're hoping to make many improvements up here and to get people to realize that Genesee's not just an exit on the highway, it actually is a really cool park. And Red Rocks Park and Amphitheater is part of the system, too. You go see a concert. You can go skiing at Winter Park. You see a lot of wildlife up here? Um, we do. We've got coyote. Everything that you find in the mountains, we have it up here somewhere. So. What kind of special events do you guys have? We have one coming up, actually. Uh, we have a great event on Flag Day coming up on uh, the 14th of June. The Daughters of the American Revolution present two flags to the superintendent of Denver Mountain Parks every year. They've done this for 103 years. And so uh, it's pretty cool, I think. And, 
you can come up, you can watch the uh, folks you know, give me the flag. Um, we'll have some speeches. Um, typically, we have some people that dress in the period costumes, Revolutionary War costumes, and shoot black powder rifles. And we get a cannon up and we shoot the cannon off. It's pretty, pretty fun. So how can people learn about your great parks? You can go on to our online, um, denvergov.org, and uh, find mountain parks. And there will be maps of all of our facilities. Um, we have 14,000 acres in four different counties. Um, and so it's a spectacular system. Dick, thanks for having us up here. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Sure. In August, Littleton will host the state championship bike race for USA Cycling, followed by a free concert with Colorado's own Tunisia Band. It's August 9th in downtown Littleton. Criteriums are known as the NASCAR of cycling. It's really a combination of motocross and NASCAR, where we have fields of up to 100 people riding on a timed event that can range from 45 minutes to an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, the fields are up to 100 people. They will have speeds of 35 to 40 miles an hour. It's exciting because there's that stress level, you know, riding in a, in a pack of uh, 50 or 80 or 100 riders. There's breakaways, there's a peloton. There's a lot of uh, positioning and jockeying because there are a lot of turns. There are crashes, and I like that uh, sort of a risk vector. It's a very fast-paced event. There's views from all over the course so you can get right up next to the races. Last year was the first race in, of the Littleton Criterium. Um, the reviews were wonderful. The racers said that it was one of the best criteriums in the state because it was wide open and very fast and it was a downtown criterion. We're very excited in our second year of the event to be the Colorado State Championships for Criterium Racing. This is a USA Cycling sanctioned event, same as the Pro Tour Challenge. Anytime you put a championship in front of a race name, I mean it's going to attract a lot more people than it would otherwise. Colorado's definitely one of the most competitive cycling states in the country. We produce more great cyclists than almost any other state. If you win a state title in Colorado, you might as well put a national championship in your jersey. It's just, it's just as difficult. As the popularity of our race continues to grow, we're looking forward into the future of being part of the national criterion calendar for USA Cycling. One of the exciting and unique aspects of the race this year is we're actually moving it to be a twilight criterium. What this means is that we will have races running throughout the day and into the evening. So this allows folks to come down, watch the races, stay, enjoy the festivities. We're having a little jam, a live band. We'll be having a beer garden and we'll be having on-site bike parking. So feel free to ride your bike to the race. Colorado is one of the premier cycling states in the country with events like the USA Pro Challenge, Ride the Rockies, and the Copper Triangle, the Littleton Criterium is just yet another great way for cycling enthusiasts to get out and enjoy their bicycle. And there's going to be events and beer and food. It's going to be exciting for the spectators. So definitely try and come down to the uh, Littleton Criterium. It's going to be a great day, uh, very technical course. You'll see a lot of good crashes and a lot of fun, a lot of big smiles. I would encourage everybody, all levels, all ages, to come down and race and have a, a fun time and make a day out of it. It's going to be very, very exciting. Uh, you won't regret it. Somebody say, oh, yeah. Somebody say, oh.
When we come back, we'll visit Genesee Park's ropes course and learn about a special project in Broomfield to help keep kids happy, healthy, and safe. Really? Buzz, what's up, man? You left some leaves burning out here. Yeah, I, I just, I, there was a, I had, just came in just for a second. Come on, man. If it's too hot to touch, it's too hot to leave. You could torch the whole neighborhood. It's a good point there, Smokey. Nine out of ten wildfires are caused by humans. Only you can prevent wildfires. Where are you? I'm just a few minutes away. What medications do you take? I can help you if I have the information. Seconds count. What if you could provide us with life-saving information before an emergency? Now you can. It's free, private, and secure. Visit smart911.com to create your safety profile. Help us help you. at the ropes course at Genesee Park and joining me is Kelly Lund. Hi. Hi, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Why do you guys have a ropes course? Great question. Yeah, we, uh, we do team building and experiential education with different groups of people, whether they be students or corporate groups or anything in between. Uh, we bring them up here and we teach them about team building and communication and building a healthy community. So how does it work? Basically, different groups, whether they be school groups, corporate groups, different types of colleges and things like that, call and book programs with us. They need to be more than eight people, less than 120. Basically, we create a program for them to work on team building, communication, trust. This one looks like it's all about balance. It is. This, this is a high element, really focused on balance right here. We really try to get people out of their comfort zone and into what we call a challenge zone, so a learning zone, so where we're learning and growing and learning things about ourselves in environments where we might not normally operate. And you have fun. You have corporate groups, bachelorette parties, we inner do. city kids. I'm yeah. sure that's a great experience for them Absolutely. to come up. We do about 90% students and about 10% adult groups. Um, we have a great time up here. A lot of students from inner city Denver that have never been up to the mountains before, and it's a really cool experience for Brand them. new experience. Yeah. So, Kelly, tell me about this element. This is tough, right? Absolutely, absolutely. We call this the giant's ladder, and it's both mentally and physically pretty tough. The goal of this element is to get to the top of these rungs. You can see it's basically like a giant ladder. The easiest way to do it is actually utilize your partner as opposed to just climbing it yourself. So they're working together. Exactly. So this would be a very unique option for a social gathering. This would be a great idea, Absolutely. something fun for someone to do. How would people get in touch with you to arrange this? They can call the Outdoor Recreation Office for the City of Denver. Our number is 720-865-0680 or they can email us at genesee.ropes at denvergov.org. So it's a physical challenge, but how scary is it? It is mentally challenging on, on, a, on a spectrum for different people. So some people it might be challenging just to climb 10 feet up and climb back down. Other people, they might want to complete the whole element. Uh, we operate kind of on a system we call challenge by choice. So we want to empower people to make their choices that are good for themselves during the day and set goals for themselves. So we don't pressure anyone to complete the element. We just want them to challenge themselves. You just push yourself. Exactly. All right, as far as they want to go. Thanks so much for having us, Kelly. Good luck with your venture. You're welcome, Wendy. Uh, would you like to try one? Okay. All right, let's do it. Okay. Great. Okay, spotters ready? Ready. Uh, On 
on belay. Belay is on. On belay. Okay. <laughs> Wendy climbing. Climb on, Wendy. Climb on, Wendy. Okay, now I'm stuck. You're you're looking great. for some outdoor adventure of another kind on the ground, Lakewood has some great golf courses. Wake up, it's time to play golf. Twenty-six million people love the game of golf and play it often. Maybe you're one of them? If so, how about a round at Lakewood's Fox Hollow? Ranked one of the best in the West by Golf Digest, Fox Hollow is also one of the most versatile and challenging courses you can play with three nine-hole courses. The Meadow, the Canyon, and the Lynx. You can play them in various combinations to create a different course every time you golf here. Lynx is a very typical Lynx-style Scottish golf course. The Canyon has tremendous views and elevation change, and the Meadow has the water and the mature trees. So there's a golf course there for everyone. But I think the architect, Dennis Griffiths, did a really masterful job of uh, creating a lot of interest and character without beating the golfer up too much. When you build a golf course, you, you kind of measure the, both the cost and, and the degree of difficulty by how much dirt gets moved. And, and the, relatively speaking, for 160 acres, uh, there was not that much dirt moved. So there was a golf course almost sitting here that the architect sort of exposed. If you want to test your golf game, I think the Lynx is the, is the one that will sharpen it. It's like playing snooker versus playing pool. Are you ready to work on your rhythm or short game? Fox Hollow has a driving range, pitching green, and three practice greens to sharpen your eye and your skills. At the clubhouse, you'll find a well-stocked pro shop and lessons for every kind of player. You need to practice good habits. And if you're out there and you don't really understand your swing and you're just hitting balls to hit balls, uh, you're probably not going to get a whole lot better. So take a lesson, practice good habits, and then you will see your handicap come down. There's group lessons, there's, there's a kids program that's really successful. It's just crawling with kiddos from, uh, I, I think they let them in at three years old. There are four teaching professionals at Fox Hollow, so you'll have your choice of group or private lessons. And if you enjoy league play, you'll find leagues for men, women, and seniors here. Our members of the Fox Hollow Ladies 18 Hole League, and we have lots of nice people in our clubs, in our men and our ladies club. Fox Hollow was designed to be accessible to all. There's no place on the course that, that you can't go if you're if you're physically challenged. We do have a uh, a handicap cart. We hosted a tournament that was an international tournament for disabled golfers, that, and we had contestants that were sightless, that were legless, that were had one arm and uh, they negotiated the course uh, very well. And when you're through with a round of golf, tournament play, or lessons, the Den Restaurant can satisfy any hunger and quench any thirst. Along with hosting tournaments and golf events, Fox Hollow is a great place for weddings and other special occasions in your life. We had one unique wedding I would mention where the wedding party played nine holes. 
They came to the pavilion, they got married, and then most of them went out and played another nine holes afterwards. It was a fairly unique uh, situation for a golf course, I guess, and, uh, and uh, as far as I know, they're still doing well. There are a lot of things to like about Fox Hollow, but most people would agree it's the staff that keeps them coming back. What I like about it mostly is, is the friendly relationship everybody has here. It's a great golf course, but the big thing is you're welcome here. We have a great greenskeeper, and we have lots of nice people that work here. When we opened Fox Hollow in 1993, we wanted to create an atmosphere that felt like a country club, and I think we've been able to do that. Come out and experience Fox Hollow and Homestead for yourself. It's a country club atmosphere at a public golf course price. That's a great combination. Genesee Park even has a Braille trail. There's a mile of rails and interpretive signs in Braille all around this great trail so that the blind and visually impaired can come up and enjoy the great outdoors as well. Thanks to a grant from Great Outdoors Colorado, the trail will be completed this year. Helping others is always in season, and recently some kids in Broomfield worked together to raise awareness for child abuse. This is Pinwheels for Prevention, and this is basically to help people realize and remember the fun of childhood, the joy of playing, and how we can all work together to keep everybody healthy and happy and thriving in our community. So we're here in front of the Mamie Dowd Eisenhower Public Library in Broomfield, and we're planting some pinwheels today to help reinforce the idea that we work together as a community to support families and prevent the child abuse and neglect and ensure that every child is valued, healthy, and thriving. The Broomfield community is really a family-oriented community and we feel great support in our library for all of our programs. We are really working towards keeping families happy and healthy and really trying to focus on play for our families. It's one of the things that keeps children's brains developing and help them to grow up strong and healthy. And so to support them and to make sure they have an environment that is welcoming, nurturing, it's critically important, especially for the uh, zero to three and, well, three to five, five to ten, ten to eighteen. It's all a piece of the puzzle. So this is an important event because it brings the community together and we work in partnership with different agencies like CASA, Broomfield Public Library, Health and Human Services, and Prevent Child Abuse Colorado. And we all come together to look to see how we can support families and ensure that values are instilled in them where we can make them stronger and make their children stronger and make the family more cohesive. Oh, it doesn't look pretty though. You know, it's really important for us to pay attention to the, you know, the kids. The young children are certainly the, you know, the most important part of our future and anything we can do to you know, prevent child abuse and provide opportunities for others to prevent child abuse through awareness campaigns like this is very important. It says that the community is very involved. We're very lucky to be in Broomfield because there's so many uh, people that get involved. The city, churches, councils, individuals, all are working together on this project to prevent uh, child abuse and raise awareness of the Broomfield Early Childhood Council. So Broomfield is a small community 
and it's really important that we all come together and work from the ground up in order to support our families and reach out to the families that may need our help and support even the most. And so this kind of event helps to recognize all of our different agencies that are working with those different families and those different partners. Our community has so many activities going on. There's an opportunity to participate in something every day and every weekend. So I think it's extremely important when you see uh, items like this that are so visible and people show up and they, you know, they help others understand how important efforts like this are. It's huge. It shows the community spirit of Broomfield. What used to be a little bedroom community is a community of its own. It's a community that cares about its people doesn't matter what age they are, what socioeconomic standard they live by. It's an amazing turnout, and I'm thrilled about it. I just really love to see all the families get together and have a good time. I think taking time to have quality time with your children is one of the very most important things that you can do for them, and also for yourself, for your whole family. Children are so important. They're our lifeblood. They're what help keep us going forward as a society, as a community. And if we, as adults, can work together in order to show them that they are the most important things in the whole wide world, then it'll then make us stronger as a whole community and keep us together and make our future stronger, make our future brighter, and just help us live more healthy and happy. Our Broomfield Early Childhood Council has a website, broomfieldecc.org. And on that website, it has a lot of different information. It has resources. It has the different projects that we're working on, the different community engagement things that we do as a community and as the Early Childhood Council. We hope you've enjoyed learning about some summer activities. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time on Connected Colorado. for things to do this summer we have some great ideas from rope climbing in the mountains to golfing to a sand sculpture event and championship bike race to helping others through pinwheels learn more on connected colorado thursdays at eight